Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Weeks of speculation and heavy sell-offs in the Australian share market have seen the All Ordinaries Index down as much as 7% from its all-time high of 6,958 points. Although in one of the biggest weeks since reporting season commenced, the All Ordinaries Index rose over 1.5%. So is this a sign the market is rising or just the calm before the storm? Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, show your support for the channel and hit that subscribe button and remember to click the little bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian Stock Market Show every Tuesday 7 to 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your most burning questions. The recent rise in our stock market is likely to have some investors believing that the worst is behind us, but this may not necessarily be the case, as there is always calm before the storm. Markets do not just trade up, nor do they just trade down. We need to be very aware that every trend has moves in the opposite direction to interrupt the longer trend, and it does so for a period of time. Investors get excited when stocks have fallen heavily, such as AMP in recent weeks, and they jump in believing they will get a bargain. Now this causes the stock to rise for a short period of time, only for the buyers to run out of steam and for the stock to start falling again. Now while I'm confident the market is bullish over the longer term, investors should be very cautious about buying anything right now as they could get caught up in a false move prior to the stock commencing its downward trend again. Now let's take a look at how the companies who reported performed this week. Overall, it was a colossal week for the reportings and earnings with the consensus being rather positive, although those companies that disappointed were heavily sold off. NIB Holdings fell over 7% last week after releasing its 2019 full-year results. Now, despite being positive with underlying revenue up 8.3% to $2.4 billion, it was short of market expectations. Now, this comes as no surprise given NIB's performance this year, with its shares up as much as 50% at some stages. Therefore, the sell-off is likely related to investors locking in some profits and nothing to be really concerned about. BHP headline reporting season last week with its full-year profit of $12.2 billion, which was more than double last year's profits. Solid iron ore prices and a weaker Australian dollar have contributed to BHP performance over the past year, with the company paying a record full-year dividend 
including a special dividend of $3.35 a share. Despite this, flags of slowing global growth and increasing operational costs had some investors worried, with BHP ending the week down. Domino's also disappointed the market last week after missing earnings estimates, given that 21 new stores were added in the past financial year, with sales only increasing around 4.6%. The company has traded down over 50% over the past two years, as it has had to weather too many challenges. Investors should watch for this one to find support and start to rise, as it could be about to turn around. BlueScope Steel was heavily sold off last Monday after concerns over weaker commodity prices and earnings outlooks. Those who were hoping for capital return through a special dividend would have been disappointed as BlueScope announced a $250 million buyback and a $1 billion North Star expansion. In my opinion, this is a far better move for BlueScope Steel than paying a special dividend, given that now is the time for companies to invest with current interest rates at record lows. I like this stock, and the market obviously does too, as its share price climbed higher last week, so keep this one on your watch list. Brambles was heavily sold last Wednesday after the company flagged concerns over the US-China trade war and a slowdown in Europe, which could stunt growth. While Brambles was down over 10% for the week, it is, I believe, still a great stock and worth a look. Despite A2 Milk's impressive 41.4% increase in revenue, it was heavily sold off and was down as much as 16% the day it reported, after falling short of analyst expectations. That said, the stock has found some support, although I don't believe it's enough to halt its fall for now. Coles released its full-year earnings last week, and its shares rose over 4% last Thursday, before falling to close up around 2% for the day. Coles is looking great right now, but it may take some time to settle. Despite profits sliding, Qantas shares rose strongly last week after its earnings were better than anticipated. Qantas flagged rising fuel costs and weakening Australian dollar as the main drivers for the slump. The better-than-expected earnings combined with Qantas announcing an off-market buyback worth around $400 million and a slight lift in its dividends resulted in the share price rising, although only marginally. Origin shares surged last week on news that revenue from its liquid natural gas business had increased significantly, and its underlying profits were up more than 40%. Origin's announcement of a dividend policy also excited investors, given that it has not paid dividends since 2016. The company also flagged headwinds as the government is set to fix basic energy prices for consumers. Given this, it will be an interesting 6-12 to months for Origin and other energy providers. The top sector in the All Ordinaries Index last week was Information Technology, up over 7%, followed by Energy, up over 5%, and Healthcare, up almost 5%. The worst sectors were materials, that were down 2%, and industrials and communication services were up just under 1%. As for the top stocks, Lendlease had a stellar rise up over 23%, Nine Entertainment was up 13%, and carsales.com.au up almost 12%. Brambles headed up the worst performers down over 10%, with Aluka not far behind down nearly 10%, and A2 Milk was currently down over 7%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of the S&P All Orders Index update for this week. 
We'll also answer your questions and have a look at the stocks you've chosen for me. You've got to love reporting season because it creates all that volatility, excitement, news. There's a whole lot of stuff happening, whether you're looking at TV or you're looking at newspapers or chat forums or websites that uh, talk about financial news. There's always something that they're, they're writing about. But the problem is, is that creates confusion and overwhelm for most people because what do you do? Because all of this sort of stuff is just people's opinion. And to me, you really do need to look at facts. And this is why I love the charts. And we'll, we'll get into some of those charts in a second on the All Orders Index and some of the stocks that you'd like me to have a look at. Because the charts don't lie. They actually tell you what buying and selling is happening, how much those buy, much the buying and selling is, or the weight of buying and selling, and whether you need to be panicking or not. And just having a few rules around what you're doing and looking at some charts, which is so easy to find uh, all over the web, you can make better decisions on your trading. And at the end of the day, when you make better decisions, you make far more money. So let's have a quick look at the All Ordinaries Index and see what I'm thinking for the week. Because last week we saw the Dow Jones was up um, roughly uh, oh, sorry, it was down a little bit on, or down a lot on Friday. So that's going to create uh, an interesting time for our market with the Dow Jones being heavily on Friday. So I was recording this before the market uh, opens here in Australia today on the Monday. So I don't know what our market's going to do, but I'm assuming it's going to be down a little bit. So really what we need to do is have a look at the market and go, okay, what are we doing today with our market? Don't panic. You don't need to panic. If you've got rules, there's no need to worry about what's going on with the Dow. So on the screen right now, if you go and have a look at that, you'll see the weekly chart of the All Ordinaries Index. Now on the last bar of last week, you can see here our market opened on its low, traded up and closed just slightly off its high for the week. Range of 141.5 points. Beautiful moving. Um, it closed at 6614 points. So there's a 141 point range um, in that. So interesting to see what happens today if the market doesn't go below that low of 6485 from last week. Um, and especially if it doesn't go below the low of that 6476 of the week before. Because what I'm expecting is our market to make a low soon, but it does need to make a high or have one or two weeks up. And I'll have a, I'll show you on another chart. Look Looking at this chart now, I was expecting, or I have been expecting, the load to happen sometime, you know, mid-September through to early October. So sometime between about there, so that's roughly mid-September, and sometime around about there. So that's why this low here. But I'm expecting the low to happen between that 6393 and 6218. That's what I'm expecting. It may not happen. That's what I'm guessing. Also, my knowledge and my experience is telling me that is likely to happen with high probability, but it may not happen. And this is where people get caught up in thinking things have to happen in the market. It doesn't. The only two things that I can do as a trader is buy or sell. That's it. And I have to make a decision to buy. Or I have to make a decision to sell. The rest of it is up to the market. So I need the market to unfold. And what I'm saying is, is I'm expecting a one, maybe two weeks up before the fall down into that. I don't expect a direct fall all the way there and then it's just to find the bottom and then come back up again. So that fall will come down into here or it'll come down into around this black line here or down to this sort of area and then find some support. I am super, super, super confident and I'm probably more than 90 8% confident it won't go below 6218. I'm like almost 100% confident it won't go below that. My guess is closer to that 6393, but I'm prepared for it to fit into that middle. Um, but you can see here, even on the bullish market, the market goes down, bullish down, bullish down, bullish down. Okay, the opposite happens, bearish up, bearish 
up. That's what I'm expecting now. So this week, if it uh, doesn't break below that, it might end up being a green week or a, an up bar breaking through that. It's possible. It could also be a bit of an inside bar where it doesn't go lower, it doesn't go high. And if that happens, then next week we might get a green bar or an up bar and maybe two weeks off before falling down into these lows. But again, nothing to worry about. And as you saw on my first chart here, I am expecting that low in that blue area. That's really what I'm expecting. So right now, nothing to be worried about. Always have an exit strategy on your stocks. If stocks that you have are starting to fall away, make sure you exit them on rules and not speculation. Just don't jump out of it. If a stock that you have falls heavily don't buy more of them just wait uh, if you haven't got an exit strategy and you want have it's medium to longer term don't keep buying more if a stock falls out of bed for a bit because of an announcement don't jump in and buy it if you don't have it because you could be catching a falling knife there's a lot of mistakes that uh, individuals make around reporting season that sees them get very very poor portfolio returns increases their stress and increases their workload but uh, let's get into this week's questions Okay, the first question I got from Bob. He says, hi, Dale. Thanks for your great videos. Thanks, matey. I'm glad you like my videos. I have a few questions regarding buying stocks, seeing how the market has pulled back recently. So yeah, it's a good time to look at the market and look at buying stocks, but not necessarily buying them now. Um, again, it's, it's one of those things you need to be patient and wait for the opportunities to come to you rather than trying to make them. Um, Bob goes on to say, I'm more of a buy and hold investor than a trader. You don't, I'd prefer you to be an active investor rather than buy and hold. You don't need to be a trader. Somebody who just buys and sells and exits stocks that are falling away, it's far better. You get better returns, Bob. Uh, if you haven't read my book, go and buy my book, um, especially um, How to Beat the Managed Funds, the first one, but also the second one, Accelerate Your Wealth. Um, but he says, I'm more of a buy and hold investor than a trader, and I'm looking at getting into more blue chip top 20 stocks. Great decision, matey. They are great stocks. CBA and CSL are on my watch list. And I'm looking to take a position in them in this year. Both of them, I think you should be right with both of those. Um, Bob goes on to say, I was actually looking to purchase CBA this week. That means last week, because he was, uh, this quote was on my report from last week, uh, seeing how much it's fallen back. But you mentioned we should see another market low mid September. So I was wondering if I should wait until then to get in on these stocks. Uh, that'd be absolutely correct. Unless the stock gives you a really good solid signal to buy it, you stay out of it. Now I do like ComBank and we'll go and have a look at it now on the charts. But here you can see ComBank on the left hand side, you've got a monthly chart and you can see the month so far has been bearish. And on the, the, the right hand side there, the weekly chart has been bearish, although last week it did rise up. Um, it did close higher at that 77.40 on a $1.68 range. So a little bit early on ComBank at this point in time, and it, I'm not discounting that it's going to fall down into that September low that I was talking about um, in the earlier part of my report here um, when I was looking at the All Ordinaries Index. But right now it does look nice. It, uh, if you are more buy and hold, then you need to look at that thing. Okay, if it does go down, how far is it likely to go down? And what I mean by that is if you put, say, okay, where it is here, if it goes down to $70, that's that's 10%. Is it likely to go there? And should I buy it now knowing I'm going to have a 9 or 10% fall um, and then rise up from there and then make money? Or is it going to go down 5 or 6% from where it is? Do I buy now and just sit at the 5 or 6%? I'm much more of the camp that says wait for it to fall down to the bottom and then get it. And you do going to get slippage because it's got to fall and then start to rise up again before I start to buy it. So it could be almost the same point that you might buy if you're buying now, if that makes sense. Um, but right now it does look good. It's short term 
bearish so again i'd stay out of it my my take on this is stay out of it let's have a quick look at csl another great stock this is one of the best stocks on the australian market and has been for many 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 years it is a buy and hold type stocks and it's also great for traders you just get in and run this looks beautiful it looks beautiful beautiful but it is getting quite vertical so eventually it is going to topple over so you're not going to get as much of a run out of this as you will out of cba remember all the banks were bearish from march april 2015 all down over 30 percent in that time some a little bit more and as you can see the angle of this trend is increasing increasing so i wouldn't suggest it's going to get too high and go as fast as something like a combank or another stock here but you can see up it's around around 234 i think it's it's close is it yeah, 238 it's uh, on that so 238 dollars a lot of australians are, are cheap if that makes sense and they don't buy stocks that are around that kind of price but that said the managed funds and the superannuation accounts they're all going into this stock at this point in time but the steeper it gets the more likely the run is going so just watch it at the moment but my prefer is combank um we've got another one the next question we've got is from Nara ishmael hassan he said hi Dar, loving your videos thanks matey uh, he says so helpful with everything i'm glad mate that we're helping you out and helping you understand things he said can you please give me your recommendations on szl they only operate in america and canada and have said the us oh sorry the australian market is not their focus so let's have a look at that szl sizzle uh, and you can see here uh, I have one word for this, bearish, 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 bearish. Don't, don't own this stock. If you bought it on the float, um, then I'd have a stop loss on this stock. Um, it only been on the market for a couple of weeks. You can see here it floated um, back here. Let me just scroll that up. You can see it floated back in um, July, the end of July. This is a daily chart you're seeing here, and that looks terrible to me. It's not highly liquid. You can see here 160,000 shares at $2. Uh, and this one's 118,000 shares at $2. So that's $200,000. I could move this stock any second I like. Uh, myself as a fund manager and personally, I could move this stock price anytime I liked. And I'm only one individual. So right now this looks bearish. That's a bearish month. Um, I don't like it pretty much. And if you have bought it on the float, um, I'd be setting my stop loss on it because right now it does look like it will fall further. If you haven't bought it already and you're looking at buying it, stay out of it. It's pretty much stay out of it. Um, but great question, mate. And keep asking the questions because it really does help you learn and helps everybody else learn. The next question we've got is from John. He says, hi, Dar, loving your show. Cuts through the noise. Thanks, matey. I, I'm glad I'm cutting through the noise. I know a lot of people, um, he says, especially with the current doom and gloom. And I know a lot of people get, um, it's very hard to get non-biased information. And that's really the interesting thing is, you watch the media and whether it's TV or it's radio or it's print media or it's online media, they've all got a, an opinion to put out a piece because they're getting money from advertising and all sorts of other areas like that and some subscribers to hear their opinion. But really the only thing you can trust is the charts, which is you know what I put up on the screen every day. They tell us the direction and the strength of the buying and selling. And when you understand the direction strength and strength of the buying and selling, you can make better decisions because the charts are not manipulated. They are absolute raw data. They come from the stock exchange um, and it's every trade that's happening on the market, regardless of somebody's opinion on something. So that means you can set some solid rules around what you're doing and charts are so easy to get. You can get them online with your broker and you can have a good look. And if you're not sure what a chart's doing, just give it to a six-year-old. They'll tell you whether it's going up or down, but they remove a lot of the biases. 
and hopefully my doing what I do here, because to me it's, you know, yes, I am a fund manager, but to me I'd rather give you solid information that you can use to make money for yourself. Uh, and then really teaching people, that's my goal is to teach a lot of people. So uh, really um, just hopefully you are getting some good information out of this. Now he goes on to say, I'd enjoy hearing your thoughts on RFF. Now, interesting this stock, he said he bought this stock, um, bought into this stock at its recent highs, but it was hit with an allegation from a short seller called Bonitas Research. Now, we'll show you why they put that research out or bought that announcement out. Um, it went into a trading halt uh, or the, the company paused trading to refute the claims, uh, but by then the stock had dropped heavily. Um, I decided to buy more at the lower price, relying on the RFS management claim that their accounts were correct. It has somewhat recovered much of its price. In these circumstances, what is your strategy to protect your capital? Would you just deploy a stop loss or maybe just stay clear until the information on the stock becomes clearer? Now, I don't know, maybe this is a good topic to present. Um, if your stock gets hit by allegations, that might be unfounded. So a good topic for a show or that sort of stuff. And it's a great question, matey. I really do think it's a great question. So let's have a look at RFF and you'll see exactly why it's happening. This is why I love charts. What's happened is, is you've had that, that Bonitas um, come out with an announcement. But you see here in December 2017, a high of $2.42. Here we go. Last month, a high of $2.42. They would have went, wow, double top. A lot of unwary investors and traders know about something called a double top, which suggests something's bearish. So they've gone in and they've obviously short sold the stock and put out a news to say, hey, this stock there's problems with the accounts, pushing the price down so they could actually make money because they would see a lot of investors and traders sell out of that stock based on that double top. Now, this is not a confirmed double top to me. Yes, it hit the same price, but it's not a confirmed double top to me. And so therefore you need to be, um, from a point of view of a trader, you don't just take speculation like that company. This happens a lot uh, where you see companies put out an announcement about another company to move the share price. Now, you know, whilst I don't watch, I think it's this Stan, I think it is, there's a show called Billions there. A lot of people have talked to me about this show called Billions. They do, it's, it's all about this sort of stuff where these hedge companies sell stocks or put out news to get the stock to go up or down in price so that they could take it over or sell it or they can make money now. Really, there's it's really hard to catch from a point of view of ASIC here in Australia and the SEC in the US, but it's one of those really hard things to catch when companies are doing that. And I'm not suggesting the company that put out that announcement to see that that drop was doing that, but it, it I think as a market, we do need to be have rules around this saying because of social media, Twitter, you only have to watch Donald Trump's tweets, you know, and the market moves. And you know, I think seriously, he must be making money out of that, not just being the president, because you wouldn't put out some of those tweets, you know, if you weren't making some money out of it, or you want wanting to help some friends make some money, if you know what I mean. But uh, right now, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I wouldn't buy this stock again. Now, you did mention you bought some uh, at a lower price. Never, ever, 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 ever buy a stock that's falling in price, ever. Don't ever do it. Always have an exit strategy. If it tri triggered your exit strategy, then you would exit that stock. So that's smart. Because if you just exited, let's say, at 5 or 10% off that top or 15% off that top, you've paid some brokerage, but you can always get back in later on and you paid a little bit more brokerage but number one goal is you've protected capital at all time, which is what you really, really need to do to protect capital. But that looked pretty good. 
to me beforehand. It's looking okay now. I, I think, you know, there's nothing seriously to worry about it. But what do you do now? You're in the stock, you bought more. What do you do? Have your stop loss. Don't worry about it. Go to sleep. You'll be easy. Uh, it'll be easy for you just having a stop loss or exit strategy on that. If it starts to fall away from here at the moment, I think I would be exiting that stock. So see what it does this week. Uh, and if it stays up around these levels and keeps uh, moving up, then stay with it while it's moving up. The next question we got is from Jack Isaacs. He said, hey, can you have a look at zero? Thanks. So let's look at zero as their last stock for the day. Here's zero. We're seeing that bullish, bullish, bullish. That's what I'm saying with this stock. I love it. Um, it's one of the whack stocks here in Australia, which is like the fang stocks in the US. But right now, I can't see anything wrong with it. It is getting a little bit more vertical. You can see that the trend is getting steeper and steeper so eventually it's going to have a larger fall but right now nothing much to worry about it but jack good stock stay with it if you own it if you don't own it it's probably i think there's maybe some other stocks you could probably look at that'll get you better upside over the short to medium term but right now good pick uh, that's really what i'm saying but uh, if you want me to look at some stocks for you just like these people have down below uh, there's a little chat thing there, type the stocks in, but tell me a little bit about what you're thinking. Are you buying it or are you not buying it? What do you think about it? And what are your thoughts so that I can help you? Because you can see when people ask questions that have a lot more detail in them, we can go to a lot more places and everybody learns. And that's really what my hope is for this channel, that you're learning a lot to be better, to make better decisions. If you can consistently make better decisions, you will consistently make far more money. And that's really what my goal is. So, But if you haven't bought my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, get on the line, get into the books and get it now and you'll learn a lot about those rules that I talk about getting and buying and selling and, and managing your portfolio much, much better. So go into the bookstores, bookstores and say, I want Dale's book, Accelerate Your Wealth or get online and get your copy. But remember, post your comments below. Also hit the subscribe button, that big red button. Just say, hey, I love the channel, Dale. Thanks very much for doing it. Hit the button um, and we can take it from there. But for now, goodbye, good luck, good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.